Are you ready? Well, no, I'm never ready because you make me nervous. <laughs> I have that effect on people. Mm. Well, my name's Tony. My name's Brandon. And together we make Bromeos. That was good. It sounded like you were straining your throat. A little bit. You didn't do that with me. Uh, <laughs> see what I did there, huh? Well, guys, we actually got some questions today, which is a brand new segment of our podcast. And if you want to be able to ask some questions and get your name featured on the show, go ahead and follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Bromeostasis Podcast. Uh, go ahead and shoot us a question. We'll get your name out there and your question as well. Um, we also have a very new segment, which is called The Best and the Worst. Today, we're going to be talking about announcers, sports announcers, the people that are calling the games. And we also have a conversation about the integrity of the MVP race in football and why we think it doesn't actually represent the best player on the field. And after that, we have what you all know and love, uh, Go Talk. So go ahead and strap in your seatbelts, folks, and let's go ahead and get ready for some bromeostasis. Hit the music. Our first question is from a good friend of ours, two good friends of ours, actually. <clears throat> it's uh, Carlos Kenny Azales and Zach Shoemaker, also known as the Loose Laces Podcast, where you can find them on Facebook at uh, Loose Laces Podcast. The stuff that they produce, it's it's really incredible. And they've been it's extremely kind and uh, to our podcast. So we just want to give them a, a really good shout out to the Loose Laces. You can find them on YouTube with uh, Fourth and Shoe, I believe is Fourth their name. Fourth and Shoe. Yeah. So they're awesome. You guys should check them out. Um, but yeah, I just want to get that in there before before we move on. Um, they ask, if you're owning a professional sports team in Houston, who would it be? Or if you could bring in another team, another sport to Houston, who what would it be? Well, for me personally, I think I would bring back hockey. Because as a kid, I remember going to all the Arrows games. I, would, I have a bobblehead that's still in my room from one of the Arrows players. I have no idea who he was. But going to those games, it was so fun. That, that game is so exciting. Going to see it in person is everything oh right? it's 10 times better going 10 in person. times better it, because if you watch it on tv you can barely follow the puck to be it's honest it's so small it's like one of those sports and then like the blood you know like i remember we had pretty close seats and there was a guy that got slammed up against the wall and i was like i was having all of it i was like yeah beat his ass and i was 10 years old my mom was like shut the fuck up what are you doing i can't cuss anymore guys because i, I was told that i cussed 30 times saying the f-bomb last episode so i'm trying to make a conscious effort to be a better citizen and a better son thank you you're very welcome. What's the second question? Um, if you could pick a species of animal to fight alongside in a war, who would it be? Now, who sent this in? Uh, that would be Brittany Navarro. Oh, if I could pick a species of animal to fight against or to bring to war with, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, you're, you're on the same side. I would always consider myself, I watched the movie The Hangover, and I remember watching Zach Galifianakis with his purse, and he made this grandiose speech about being a lone wolf. And now he found his pack. And from that moment on, I always wanted to be a wolf because I felt I felt very similar to Zach in that moment. So I think that I'm a, I'm a lone wolf, dude. I never had a pack. You you, you know, the, me and you, we fight all the time. So you weren't my pack, right? I would beat you in a war. You'd beat me in a war? What would be what would be your animal? Because I have wolves, dude. Fire ants. <laughs> How would you beat me? They they sneak off. You can't hear ants coming. Yeah, you can. No, you can't. No, you can't. No, you can't. Yeah. No, you can't. Okay. No, you can't. This is is this what we're doing? No, now? you can't. <laughs> I know you are, but what am I? Okay. So fire ants. They sneak in during the nighttime, kill everybody. That's they it. They attack 
in groups. You ever had fire ants on you? In bearable pain. Am I right? Am I right? Don't laugh at me. I'm right. You're reminding me of the speech from the other guys where Will Ferrell is sitting there talking to, to what is his name? The, the workout guru, uh, Mark Wahlberg, about how a tuna would beat a lion in a war, like in a, in a fight. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you remember no, that? No, an ant would definitely win, beat a wolf because they attack. You kind of look like Will Ferrell, too. Oh, fuck you. What, what, is a, what are you talking about? Why is, that a, why is that an insult? I don't know. I like Will Ferrell. I'm mm. as funny as him, I know. No, but I would bring a wolf. You'd bring ants. ants and I think we can ants. all agree. No, not just any ant. Fire ant. What does that have to do with anything? Because one, wolves have fur, so they can't get bit, right? Whoa, no. Yeah, they can. No, they can't. Ants can crawl in in between the furs. I know they can crawl. <laughs> they can crawl in up on the up on the wolves because wolves sleep on the ground. They can. Yeah, they can. But we're talking about an army here. Yeah. I have an army of wolves. I have my full army of ants. How many, how, what is an army of ants? How many, how many ants do we have here? What's the biggest number ever? That's too many. No, it's not because they're ants. They're tiny. They're tiny. They but, work together in, they work together in every way. But I get to match you with the number of wolves that I no, have. Yeah, nice. I do. No. What do you mean? No, it's, it goes by, it goes by mass. Mass, yeah. I know that it's so hard for you to get these words out because you <laughs> didn't go to college. But yeah, mass. So how many mass. ants? How many ants equal one wolf? Well, I don't even know how much an ant weighs, so I couldn't. I couldn't give you that. Estimate. I know they can probably lift up a wolf. One ant could probably lift up a wolf. Okay, so this is your third grade education speaking. <laughs> We're gonna move on though because this is ridiculous. All well, I know is ants would win in a war no matter what. Okay, I'm glad you. I'm glad you got your your time there. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> this is a little uh, personal question. A little sentimental. Personal. Okay. Yeah, we both have significant others, correct? We do? Yes, we do. My I'm right married. hand? I'm, yeah, well. No. I mean, if that's who you wanted to be about. So, um, what's your favorite thing about your significant other? Well, who sent this in again? Uh, Shay Green. You, I know her. She's a crusty bitch, that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's a doll. Uh, my favorite thing about my significant other is probably her intelligence, right? Like like I said, I am. <laughs> I have a bachelor's degree, so I'm. I'm a very very intelligent individual, right? I went to the University of Houston, got a communications major. So that means that I'm the pinnacle of intelligence. So I needed someone to match me with that same energy. And she doesn't only match me, she surpasses me. She's, she's fucking phenomenal. She speaks Spanish and she's a little gringa, as they say. <laughs> uh, and I think that, you know, the, the stuff that she did to get ready for her professional life, it, it's just so impressive. And she just, she amazes me every day. What about you? What about, I know that you have a significant other. I do, I do. You do? My favorite thing about my significant other Yes. would probably be that she's probably the most caring person I've ever met in the goddamn world. <laughs> See, me, myself, <laughs> I'm selfish. I care about me, myself, and I. Brandon, quit crying. I'm not crying Look at, at all. you, you're crying. Me, myself, and I, that's, that's it. My wife, on the other hand, she puts others' needs in front of her own. She yeah. don't give a shit. She has two babies running around this house. Your child the and The little one and then me. Yeah. Yeah, so she got to deal with a lot. And forget about emotional intelligence here. How many more do we have? This is a, this is a lot. This is, so it's the same question. It's a continuation? Yes, we have multiple questions on one question. From Shay Green? Shame from Shay Green. Shay Green, why don't you uh, relax a little bit? Because, you know, we're trying to get everybody, all of our six listeners, uh, a chance to shine here. So, Tony, what is your love language? Uh, it's Italian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, well, I mean, I don't know if everyone knows what this is, but love language is basically, there's four languages of love, right? Four or five. Each person has something very specific. specific so, Pacific to themselves, Pacific Ocean. Hey, settle down, Brandon. Hey, <laughs> good one, dude. Yeah, everyone has something specific to themselves. I know that I took a test and then mine was uh, words of affirmation. And I don't remember the second one. 
But I do know that I, I'm a very narcissistic person, so I like to be um, pat on the back a lot. So if that's one, if being if, if back pats are one, then that's the one that I am. See, me, I am. I like words of affirmation, and I also like to be touched. Now, whenever they speak the words, do you know what they're saying? I don't care. As long as she's touching me, I don't care. How long does it take for you to recall the words that were just spoken? I don't know. Well, I, I heard it just there. That was like a split second. That was probably like, what, <laughs> an actual second for you to process what had actually happened? That's good. That's better than it was. <laughs> oh, I'm being so mean today. I love that. We have a, one last question here. Go ahead. By who? Well, it's by Emily Navarro. Which, which is? Actually, it's Emily Graham. I'm going to give her the respect that she deserves. She wears the pants in this relationship, nope. Brandon. No, nope. we gonna... dropped that name as soon as she it's said I hyphen. do. It's nope. a hyphen. No, nope. fuck off. Okay. So it's by Emelina Graham. If you could punch a celebrity in the face, who would it be? I mean, who's the worst person on this planet that you could probably think of? Besides you? Besides me. Oh, you know what? I have a good one. Takashi69. Fuck that guy. I, I do not like him. I do not like his rap. I do not like him. I was trying to do a Sam I Am thing there, and it didn't work. He belongs in prison. He's, a, he's, an awful, he's an awful, awful person. And I think that he belongs behind bars. I'm really glad that Trump didn't decide to, you know, pardon him too. Sorry, that was my subtle jab of the, he's still, of the episode. He's, still, he's not in prison. He's not? No. Well, this is news to me. He's not. President Biden, if you're any good president, you would put him in jail. <laughs> We're not political here, I promise. Brandon made me swear to God that I would <laughs> never talk about politics. <laughs> I get too heated here. Okay, so... If I could punch a celebrity, yes, hands down, no thoughts about it, Joe Buck. I'd punch him so hard his hair plugs would fall out. Wait, who the fuck is Joe Buck? He's the announcer that announces every World Series game, every Super Bowl. Um, he's a punk-ass bitch is what he is. He has no idea what the fuck he's talking about. And, oh, his hair plugs would not be there if I hit him. I promise <laughs> you that. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, he's a bitch. Yeah, he's the guy that um, I'm pretty sure. Uh, he's the... I think he's the issue with all the sports. With, with nobody getting sport? nobody getting viewership on big games, it's because of Joe Buck. I just think that everyone listens to his voice and immediately wants to turn the television. You know, unlike us with our six listeners, he couldn't even retain that. So Absolutely. you know what? High five to that, buddy. Yeah, high five. We got more listeners. Joe Buck. Fuck Joe Absolutely. Buck. Absolutely. Fuck Joe Buck. I'm, I'm keeping a conscious count in my head. That's already three cuss words. That That's I've okay. Said. All right. Well, we're gonna move on. But 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 best and worst. But 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 best and worst. It's it's staying in, Brandon. It's gonna stay in. <laughs> okay. So we're talking about the best and the worst today, and we're gonna do announcers, sports announcers, sports broadcasters, whoever you hear on television calling game. That's what we're doing. And this this last question kind of segued pretty well into this because you you're actually your worst is Joe Buck, isn't it? Brandon? Absolutely. Fuck Joe Buck. Motherfucker has no idea what he's talking about. He just goes up in the booth just to get a paycheck. And he was addicted to hair plugs. So like I said, I'd hit that motherfucker so hard, his hair plugs would fall out. That's a statement. A statement. You Joe Buck, come at me. We about to box. Buddy, we need to go to therapy. I mean, I feel like we nope. need to, No, there's some things that need to be addressed. Is Joe Buck going to be there? No. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like you're so angry. You're so mad. I just don't like Joe Buck. He just wants some hair. He wants hair. That's no, what I don't wants. care. Get you out of what? the booth. Go get your own fucking hair. I'm also not a fan. But I'm, I think I'm going to be even meaner for mine. Because my name is Luhoy. My I want you guys to go look up L-O-U, right? That's his first name, Lou, and then Holtz, H-O-L-T-Z. And tell me why this motherfucker was on national TV. Why for 20 years did they think in their right minds, these television, and not just one, he was on several, right? He was on multiple shows. He was out there. And I'm not trying to be disrespectful huh. to exactly, <laughs> exactly. 
His it was so bad. The poor man. He played uh, professional football for so long. I think that it just absolutely did his head in. And I mean, I'm surprised that he's lasted till 84. The guy he 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 can't even form a coherent sentence. Brandon. It makes me sad to watch him out there, and he's all. <laughs> Oh, but enough trash talking people with brain damage, you know? Let's let's go on with our best, our best announcers, who I'm really happy. I like yours. I like yours. You like mine? Yeah, because we, we share something in common. What's that? Our names. His name is Tony Romo. Mm, Tony. He's the fucking best. The and best announcer. I was very skeptical when he first came in because I did not like him as a quarterback just because he was a cowboy. But yeah, general slander. There. But this this guy, man, he can he calls plays before they even happen. He yep. knows exactly what's going on. He does. Who was that announcer that said that they were going to run the ball for a touchdown and ended up they threw it? Who was that? Oh, it was some guy on the Texans uh, broadcast. Which, Poor by the guy. way, if you're watching the Texans, I'm so sorry. Poor I'm guy. so sorry you had to get wrapped in that region of games that you had to watch. But yeah, Tony Romo. He he just knows he knows what's going on. He knows his shit. He knows what's going to happen. He knows the formations. He literally can call a play before it <laughs> before it happens. I'm sorry. I just I watched that word just struggle out of your mouth. Literally. God. Oh. Damn. No, it's funny. It's fun. It's all good fun here, Brandon, because here it's about the balance, right? My witty humor, your dull boring takes. It's it's about the balance of it. Tony, right? who's your fucking favorite? <laughs> My favorite announcer. It's got to be Bang! 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 Oh, man, if you've ever watched NBA basketball, you know exactly who I'm talking about. It's Mike Breer. That man is, he's the goat of announcing. He's so fun. I remember I was watching the game, uh, game six with the Miami Heat against the Spurs. The Spurs. And Ray Allen got the ball with five seconds left and he shoots a three. And I remember that was the first time I ever heard Mike Breer go, bang, bang. <laughs> it's the most entertaining shit I've ever heard. <laughs> I loved it. And he's been, he's done more things too. And he still keeps the same thing. It's like, that's his thing. It's the bang. And he just, he does it all the time. I think it makes the sport more fun to watch. Like, I don't know. I just, I love the guy. I think he's a great, he's a great person for, you know, personality for the sport. We're gonna move on. Okay. Okay. Is that fine with you? Follow me. Okay, we're going to talk about the integrity of the MVP race in the NFL, which we believe, but it doesn't truly represent the best players on the field. And Brandon, why? Because this year, Derrick Henry. Wait, who is that? Derrick Henry, the specimen that came out of the lab from Alabama. He's Incest? a fucking specimen. No, Derrick Henry is a monster. He's a monster of a man. He's, very he's an athletic specimen. Right. He rushed for 2,000 yards, and he's not even talked about for the MVP. Not one bit. 2,000 yards. Okay, you're considered you considered to have a good year when you go 1,000. Mm -hmm. This motherfucker doubled it. How many people have gone for 2,000 yards, though? Eight. Well, he's the eighth. He's the eighth person. Eighth person. So it's not. It's a pretty rare occurrence an, where someone a, can rush for that much. Yes. Only four of eight have won the MVP. So, so half of them have won, half of them have not. Yes. Which okay. I think if you if you rush for two thousand yards, you should win the MVP. No matter what, just no matter hands what. down. It's two thousand yards. That it doesn't come around. I mean, eight people have gone have, have done it. Just eight. Well, I guess my argument to that is when you look at how the game has evolved, NFL, and again, I know that we're just two lumps on a log here talking, but it has it has changed significantly, right? I think you see that in the drafts, right? Where it used to be number one pick overall, that was a running back. And we don't see that at all anymore. I mean, they're, the highest I think that you would usually go for a running back in this era, it's second round. And that's that's changed even the course of our lifetime. So I think that it's it's definitely been seen that this game has changed to a more passing league. And because of that, the quarterback is the most important player on the field. So you say that, but last year, McCaffrey rushed for 1,000, 
and caught for a thousand received yeah and then you also have a quarterback that also ran for a thousand i mean well but i think it's more impressive for a quarterback to be doing that right where i know that christian mccaffrey ran for a thousand and received for a thousand and that's the first time that's ever happened in nfl history what was his team's records it was they didn't make the playoffs they didn't make the playoffs so i think that it it just kind of highlights the fact that while these guys can be astronomical at their position but even with his performance he wasn't able to elevate his team to new heights that's what's the issue is why lamar jackson got the, the most press all year because he was a rookie quarterback. If he was a rookie running back, he wouldn't have got shit. McCaffrey would win MVP. Yeah, but I mean, you have to look at the skill sets that are required for a rookie running back. A lot less is expected of you than you are than it is a rookie quarterback. You have to learn so much. The entire game is so different from college, right? You have to learn new schemes. You have to learn a new system with the coach that you're with, um, the team that you're with, the type of players that you have around you. So it's it's so different in so many ways, I think. That because of how nuanced and how intelligent these quarterbacks have to be nowadays, how they have to read defenses and have to be so quick and accurate with their passes, it's by far the hardest position on the field to play. But I think you need a good running back to win games. I take it back to 2009 with CJ2K when he was going crazy for the Titans. Chris Johnson lost to Peyton Manning. Chris Johnson ran for 2,000 yards. Peyton Manning put up 33 touchdowns, 16 interceptions. Which is a pretty mediocre year. Yeah, that's... That's the only thing. Like Peyton Manning has a mediocre year. I mean, it's still a good year. They still went fourteen and two. But I mean, I think that's more impressive than thirty touchdowns, thirty-three touchdowns, sixteen interceptions. Sorry, it's fucking Peyton Manning. That's the that's the issue. Do I think that he deserves some of the awards that he got? No. But two thousand and nine, he sat out the last two games of the season, and those are the two games that they lost. So the fact that he was gone, it showed how much, I think, impact it had on the team. That's at least what they were trying to portray because they wanted to, I guess, boost his chances of winning the MVP, where Chris Johnson literally was his entire team. Chris Johnson ran for 2008 players ever in the history of the sport have done that. It gets even worse. In 2003, Jamal Lewis also ran for 2,000 yards. He was the he was the Ravens running back at the Ravens time. Ravens running right? back. And they gave the MVP to two quarterbacks that year steve mcnair and peyton manning so it was like a co-mvp situation so why not just give it to all fucking three i, I hate that whole co-mvp sh- stuff sh- stuff see i didn't say it there i'm being a good boy this episode i'm, I'm really proud of myself what do you think no i don't know i, I do think that the the nfl needs to change up their system 100 percent. like as, as far as how they give awards and wh- how much the awards mean right because mm-hmm. in baseball it's so different right you win a cy young and it's like that's that's like winning an mvp for a pitcher they don't seem to put that into account for the NFL, right? Whenever they're talking about legacies. You know, you might have won three Jim Thorpe's awards, but it doesn't matter. It's like, it, uh, who was that guy for the Browns that led the league in rushing that one year that nobody ever heard of ever again? Uh, Peyton Hillis. Peyton, yeah, yeah, yeah. White guy. What happened to him? Exactly. Oh, poor guy. He was on the cover of Men. Yeah. Yeah. And he had a crazy year, and then he just fell off. Like, who gives a shit? I think that's also something to do with it too, though, is because the lifespan of NFL running backs is so low. And so whenever you do see those crazy seasons, you you're should not... give them an MVP. Well, you know what? I think that's a great point. I think it's a great argument. I mean, I, I think that what they do for, to their body is more significant. I mean, they're running like, what, 10, 20 times a game? I mean, could you well, imagine? Derek Henry was shit like 25, 30. I don't count him, though, because he's, he's literally the biggest guy in the field. It doesn't even make sense. He really is. He's so big. He's a. Go talk. I'm I'm, going to go with the television show because I think that Breaking Bad was the best show ever made and it had the best cast ever cast and it was the best storyline and the best writing that I'd ever seen in my entire life. The characters, the arcs, the way it came together and the way it ended, which I think is the most important part of a television show. 
The way you end a television show is how I think you should be remembered by. And I think it usually is, right? With The Sopranos. You, I, I'll give you an example. The Sopranos, it ends with a black screen, right? Every episode, right? No. That's, that's the, how the, the whole thing ended, right? The entire... People were pissed. Oh, it's, a, it's garbage. And the creator comes out and says, oh, it's because I want you to make up your own ending. It makes me mad because it's like, no, it's your job to tell the story. So you tell me where this ends. Breaking Bad, it knew when to stop. It had five seasons. I think it was actually two. Uh, season five was split up into two, so about six seasons. And it was phenomenal the way they ended it. Like, even the spinoff of it was fantastic, the movie? too. It was so good. Um, and it didn't even have Brian Cranston, who I thought was the best actor. He performed amazing. There's a scene where he's sitting in a basement, like, in his basement. He's trying to find bags of money, and then his wife comes in and is like, the money's gone. He just starts laughing, and then it turns from laughing to crying rage. And it's like, that specific scene, dude, I've never seen anything like that, and I don't think I'll ever see it again. Can we talk about how much we hated his wife? Walter wasn't the best husband, let's be fair. Uh, yeah. He wasn't. I he mean, was come just on. trying to provide for his family. Imagine when he, when he left. Okay, so let's say, you know, you're a dad, you're a father, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you have cancer and you want to pay for your treatment. You want to make sure that you have, uh, you know, everything in order for your family. So you start selling crack. Meth. Meth. It's the same thing, I think. I'm just saying, you put that in perspective to me. If your if your significant other was here, I think that she would she would uh, definitely say like choose my side on this. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, so I think that she'd probably be a raging bitch to you, just like Skylar was to to Walter. You're right. Yeah, because you're selling meth. <laughs> oh, but the fact that like it's just funny to think about like you trying to even like create a science project, you know? Fuck yeah. Like you with your little hydrogen coax. You're like, mm, this and this and mix it together. Make a volcano. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So that was my goat. Who's yours? My goat. Yeah. It's probably the king of jazz. Who? King of jazz. Okay. None other than Mr. Frank Sinatra. And the reason he's my goat, I was on my way home from work today. A Dean Martin came, song came on. Yeah. And I was like, fuck Dean Martin. Let's listen to the king. Baby, it's cold outside. Right? And then him? That was him. We did that. Yeah. But I wanted to listen to The King. The King. Frank Sinatra. You know, that's the name for Elvis Presley, right? I don't care. The King. Frank Sinatra's my king. Okay. And you know, you want to talk about how suave Aaron Rodgers is? Oh, stop it. Frank Sinatra's the suaviest of the suave. Stop it, dude. Why do you think Aaron Rodgers is so suave? You're making this personal. He got it from Frank Sinatra. You're making this personal. And you're choosing to do this. Fly me to (laughs) the moon. Let me play. Wow. Among the stars. This is really, I'm really proud of you. Let no, me you stop. see what <laughs> spring just, is like on Jupiter a Jupiter in Mars. Now, why did you do the a uh, Jupiter in Mars? It's just in Jupiter other Mars. words. No, there's no other words. Please stop. Hey, Frank Sinatra, he's a G. I love that man. He's the greatest of all time. In, in what category? Jazz? Everything. Everything? Everything. Life? Listen to Frank, you ain't hey, gonna man, be, you ain't that's feeling... funny to hear from you because I've heard of a guy named Jesus Christ. Oh god. Yeah. Yeah. So Frank Sinatra's my goat <laughs> of the week anyway. Because he's the best. He's greatest he's all right. of all time. All he, right. He's an Italian. You can't man. listen you cannot listen without a smile on your face. He just ate He's got the voice of an he's got the voice of an angel. He was drunk the entire time. I mean, I th- I'm pretty sure you can relate to that. Whoa, dude. Are you calling a whoa, dude? <laughs> These are claims being made, okay? This is slander to my name. I like to drink though. I think it's yeah, fun. Yeah, and you know why drinking is cool to you? Why? Because Frank Sinatra made it fucking cool. Because why? Because Frank Sinatra is the fucking Because he looks like a rat. He's the goat. The rat-a-tat-tat. That's why he called himself the Rat Pack. 
Bro, you don't even know. You Who was in the Rat Pack? You don't even Sammy know. Sammy Davis Jr., Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra, bitch. There was, I think it was all of them. Yeah. I know. All right. Cool. You know your Rat Pack. I do. Yeah. One rat from another, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're such a ratty bitch. I think I was born in the wrong time. Yeah, you do? When do you, when you think that you're I'd probably be born? in the Rat Pack. Are you pack? an old soul? I probably would be in the Rat Pack right now. Back then? Back then, yeah. But you don't have the, you don't have the voice. Yeah, I do. I don't know how to tell you this, bud. You yeah, wouldn't, you wouldn't have hey. done, you wouldn't have gone far. Hey, you guys heard it. You guys heard it. Boy, you'd have been shining shoes real quick. Hey, I'd shine Frank Sinatra's shoes any day, buddy. Yeah, not just his shoes, but maybe you polish off that. Uh, yeah, you know, I would. His squeaker, as yeah, they call I it. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I know you would. Well, I think that wraps it up. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most fun I've had doing this. I'm actually, I'm, I'm really happy with it. You've done, you've outperformed every outperformed previous year, bitch ass. Well, you just, you've been really lacking the past couple episodes. I had to kind of bring something out of you there. I know that you do have a personality. I know. And I, like, it was so hard. I think that the people before, they had no idea what to think. They were like, oh my God, who's this guy who just doesn't even talk and who can barely form two words together? He's just like, uh. Well, you can uh. find us on all our socials. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, go ahead. No, you're doing good. So you can find us on all social medias uh, <laughs> at Romeo at Romeo Podcast. There I almost go. said it wrong. You did. You did. God bless huh. Romeo Stasis Podcast. Yep. Every social: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, everything you got. Check us on all major podcast platforms. You got Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Cast. What else is there? Anchor. I mean, if you want. If you want. If you want. I don't know why you would, but you can. You can. You can. It's there. So but, yeah, anywhere, anywhere you want to listen. You can. But yeah, we've been so appreciative of you guys. Appreciative of you guys. We've been appreciative shit. No, I mean, we guys. got over was over 150. We're listen. like one. We're we're at 160. Do we want 60 deep in two weeks? So we're like what? Those eight people that listen, man, they're really fine. They're listening. They, I think it's our voices. To be fair, I've been told by many that I have the voice of a Greek god. You definitely have the face for radio. <laughs> 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 All right, and that yeah, we can we can end this now. All right, we love you guys. All right, kisses. Peace out. Peace out, Girl Scout. Peace out, Girl Scout. Mm. You got a fucking problem. <laughs> this is just good outro to me. So. <laughs> <laughs> that was. Tough.